Thank you for joining the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled The Reign of David, Sweet Psalmist of Israel. During this study, we will learn the character traits that contributed to David's reputation as a man after God's own heart. You can purchase your copy of this book, along with many other study resources, on our website, bogardpress.org. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for January 28, 2024 is entitled, David's Kingdom Restored. It comes from 2 Samuel chapter 19, verses 1-9, through 9, verses 14 and 15, verses 33, 34, 37, and chapter 20, verses 1 and 2, 21 and 22. The key verse, And he bowed the heart of all the men of Judah, even as the heart of one man so that they sent this word unto the king, Return thou and all thy servants. So the king returned and came to Jordan, and Judah came to Gilgal to go to meet the king, to conduct the king over Jordan. Second Samuel chapter 19, verses 14 and 15. The application, the student will determine that God's plan for him are always the best as he trusts God by faith in spite of failures. Seeking the Context We are often quick to criticize our national leaders when the Bible instructs us to pray for them. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-3 through 3. This could also be said of our school leaders, business leaders, and church leaders. Trying to lead a group of people is likely the hardest thing we will ever try to do. There are always hard decisions to be made, and leaders need God's guidance in making these decisions. Let us pray for our leaders. Leading a nation is hard enough, but David had made it doubly difficult by sinning against the Lord. The Lord brought trouble on David and his house as judgment against his sin with Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 9-12. through 12. Many of David's troubles were self-inflicted, but Israel had a reputation of being a stiff-necked and disobedient people. Just ask Moses, Numbers chapter 11 and verse 14. David is well known for writing many complaint psalms. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my troubles. Psalm 142 verse 2. And I wonder if many of his complaints were linked to his efforts to lead the nation of Israel. In today's lesson, we will observe David's emotional turmoil over the death of his son, and struggle to know what to do in difficult circumstances. Israel was still torn apart because of Absalom's rebellion. And before we end, we will see another uprising against David. Oh, the trouble King David faced. How can you pray for the leaders of our nation, our schools, and our churches? Seeking the context. Number one, David mourns. 2 Samuel chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. And it was told Joab, Behold, the king weepeth and mourneth for Absalom. And the victory that day was turned into mourning unto all the people. For the people heard say that day how the king was grieved for his son. And the people gat them by stealth that day into the city 
as people being ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. But the king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, O my son Absalom, O Absalom, my son, my son. And Joab came into the house to the king and said, Thou hast shamed this day the faces of all thy servants, which this day have saved thy life, and the lives of thy sons and of thy daughters, and the lives of thy wives, and the lives of thy concubines, and that thou lovest thine enemy and hatest thy friends. For thou hast declared this day that thou regardest neither prince nor servants. For this day I perceive that if Absalom had lived, and all we had died this day, then it had pleased thee well. Now therefore arise, go forth, and speak comfortably unto thy servants. For I swear by the Lord, if thou go not forth, there will not tarry one with thee this night, and that will be worse unto thee than all the evil that befell thee from thy youth until now. The people of Israel felt David's sorrow over Absalom's death and did not know how to act. Should they celebrate the victory when the king was mourning? Would the king retaliate against them because they had killed his son? So they crept into town and went quietly to their tents. David's soldiers felt unappreciated, thinking that David showed more concern for the enemy than for them who had risked their lives to save him and his family. Their thoughts were that David would have been pleased if they had died instead of Absalom. Were they right? Commander Joab confronted King David with resolve and boldness. He spoke to David as one under his command and insisted that he get up and congratulate the people on the victory. He also warned that if David did not, he would lose every loyal Israelite in a single night, making his situation worse than ever before. If Joab's assessment was correct, it showed just how fragile King David's kingship had become. What should David do? In one sense, he had lost a son, and mourning for his son was understandable, especially when one considers David's guilt over his son's death. One cannot understand how hard it must have been for David to find joy in winning a civil war in Israel when brothers were killing brothers. However, David was the king of Israel, and he had a job to do. Even in sorrow, he must fulfill his responsibilities to his people and to the Lord. Here we see the powerful influence leaders have. People look to leaders to know what to think, how to feel, and what to do. Leaders set the mood of the people they lead. And David's sorrow cast a dark shadow over the people and confused them. This tells us that godly leadership is a must. We need leaders who will seek God and lead people in the way of his righteousness. Pray that God would send us such leaders. We also see the crippling effects of sorrow. It is not wrong to sorrow, especially when we lose someone in death. Yet we cannot allow the sorrow to overwhelm and paralyze us. We should not sorrow as those without hope. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. Life goes on and we must continue to take care of our responsibilities to the Lord, our family, and our jobs. What is your view of David's sorrow over his son Absalom? 
Number two, David returns. 2 Samuel chapter 19, verses 8, 9, 14, 15, 33, 34, and 37. Then the king arose and sat in the gate, and they told unto all the people, saying, Behold, the king doth sit in the gate, and all the people came before the king, for Israel had fled every man to his tent. And all the people were at strife throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king save us out of the hand of our enemies, and he delivered us out of the hand of the Philistines, and now he is fled out of the land for Absalom. And he bowed the heart of all the men of Judah, even as the heart of one man, so that they sent this word unto the king, Return thou and all thy servants. So the king returned and came to Jordan. And Judah came to Gilgal to go to meet the king, to conduct the king over Jordan. And the king said to Barzillia, Come thou over with me, and I will feed thee with me in Jerusalem. And Barzillia said unto the king, How long have I to live, that I should go up with the king unto Jerusalem? Let thy servant, I pray thee, turn back again, that I may die in mine own city, and be buried by the grave of my father and of my mother. But behold, thy servant Chimham, let him go over with my lord the king, and do to him what shall seem good unto thee. At the urging of Joab, David got up from his morning and went to the city gate. Remember that David was in the city of Mahanaim, on the east side of the Jordan River, Second Samuel chapter 17, verse 24. Only his soldiers and those who fled with David were there. The Bible does not record what David said, but just his presence at the city gate, the place of city governance, was enough to assure them that David was back on his throne, ready to rule. There remained great confusion in Israel over who was to be king in Israel. Some were doubting David's ability. He had defeated the Philistines, but fled from his son Absalom. 2 Samuel 19, verse 9. Some were wishing for Absalom, who was dead. Others were ready for David to return to the throne. Verse 11. In the midst of this confusion, David acted to restore unity in Israel. He sent Zadok and Abathar, the priest, to the elders of Judah, to remind them that he was also a Judean, verse 12. Remember David ruled in Judah first before he was accepted by all of Israel as king, 2 Samuel chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Of all tribes, they should have been the first to welcome David back. He also made a compromise with them by appointing Amasa, who had led Absalom's army, to lead the entire army of Israel. Was this a wise move? David's efforts bowed the heart of all the men of Judah, 2 Samuel chapter 19 and verse 14, and unity was being restored in Israel. Judah and all the tribes of Israel were ready for David to return to Jerusalem and be king again. So David began his journey back to Jerusalem, verse 15. 
In verses 16 through 43, we read how David made peace with his enemies and rewarded his loyal supporters. The first person David encountered was Shimei, who had previously cursed the king and threw rocks at him. 2 Samuel chapter 16 verses 5 through 8. But David was acquainted with forgiveness, having been forgiven by the Lord, and was quick to forgive his enemies. I think we can pick up a valuable lesson from David here. Matthew chapter 18 verses 23 through 35. David was then reunited with Mephibosheth, Jonathan's crippled son. There was some confusion about Mephibosheth's loyalty to David. Earlier, Ziba, Mephibosheth's servant, had lied about Mephibosheth, saying that he wanted to become king, 2 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 3. Unwisely, David believed the lie and gave Ziba all that he had previously given to Mephibosheth. Now that all was cleared up, David told Mephibosheth to divide the land with Ziba, which seemed to me to be a poor decision. But Mephibosheth expressed his sincere loyalty to King David, saying, Yea, let him take all, for as much as my lord the king is come again in peace unto his own house. 2 Samuel chapter 19 and verse 30. Be careful about believing people's tales about betraying friends. Be sure to hear your friends first before casting judgment on them. David was also met by Barzillai, who had previously cared for David during the exile. 2 Samuel chapter 17 verses 27 through 29. David welcomed Barzillai to join him in Jerusalem, promising to care for him for the rest of his life. However, Barzillai declined, wishing to remain in his own city, and instead asked for Chimham, probably his son, could take his place. David agreed and seemingly gave him part of his personal estate in Bethlehem, Jeremiah chapter 41 and verse 17. David was careful to repay favor with favor plus more. So should we seek to do good to others, even those who do us wrong. Romans chapter 12 verses 20 and 21. David faced difficult and serious decisions in returning to the throne of Israel. He chose to replace Joab with Amasa as his chief commander. He took from Mephibosheth, his loyal friend, and gave to Ziba, who had deceived him. He let Shema live when he had cursed the king. There was still division in Israel and threat of rebellion. 2 Samuel chapter 19, verses 41 through 43. Leaders are faced with difficult decisions. What should David have done? Important to notice is that David did not inquire of the Lord. We can turn back to the early chapters of 2 Samuel and see that David had inquired of the Lord in almost every decision he made. 2 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 1, chapter 5 verse 19 and 23. Here he did not. This does not bode well for David and Israel. It is of paramount importance for us to seek the Lord in every decision we make, no matter how large or small. Do you find it troubling that David did not inquire of the Lord in making decisions here? Number three, David's continued troubles. 2 Samuel chapter 20, verses 1 and 2, 21 and 22. And there happened to be there a man of Belial, whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, a Benjaminite. 
And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no part in David, neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse, for every man to his tent, O Israel. So every man of Israel went up from after David and followed Sheba, the son of Bichri. But the men of Judah clave unto their king from Jordan even to Jerusalem. The matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bichri by name, hath lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. Then the woman went unto all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bichri, and cast it out to Joab. And he blew a trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent. And Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. Ending chapter 19, the tribes of Israel argued with the tribe of Judah over who had the most rights and privileges with King David. Once again, David was too silent, leaving the tribe of Judah to shout the other tribes down. 2 Samuel chapter 19, verse 43. As a result, a man named Sheba of the tribe of Benjamin raised a rebellion by saying, We have no part in David, neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tents, O Israel. 2 Samuel chapter 20 and verse 1. They assumed by David's silence that he agreed with Judah. Fortunately, by the quick actions of Joab, whom David had replaced with Amasa, Sheba was killed and the rebellion put down. Amasa proved himself a poor military commander, having delayed the pursuit of Sheba, 2 Samuel 20 and verse 5. Likely motivated by jealousy and to reclaim his position as David's chief commander, Joab killed Amasa, verse 10. We cannot approve of Joab's actions, but David's decision to replace Joab with Amasa was also a poor one. Joab was about to storm the city of Abel in pursuit of Sheba when a wise woman approached the commander and posed a better idea. Instead of destroying an entire city in Israel, she agreed to deliver Sheba's head to Joab. The head was delivered, and Joab and his army went back to Jerusalem. Joab is an enigma. In one sense, he was a man of action when King David struggled to know how to act. Joab saved David a lot of trouble by taking matters into his own hands. However, Joab's tactics were less than admirable. Whether Joab was acting according to the will of God is unknown because there was no effort to seek God's will. This is another failure on David's part. What do you think about Joab? Was he a good man or not? Setting the application. There is nothing easy about decision making, yet we have to do it every day. Sometimes we make the right decisions and sometimes we do not. But if we would seek the Lord's will in every decision we make, we would make better decisions. We cannot see the future outcomes of our decisions, and there are many unknowns to us. But God sees all, and there is nothing unknown to Him. This is why we must seek the Lord's will in the decisions we make. 
David too often made the mistake of inaction. Leaders cannot stand on the sidelines and let others make decisions for them. Leaders must act. Leaders must decide. As I often define leadership, it is the person who goes first. To be a strong and godly leader, we must seek the Lord's will in decisions that must be made, and once clear on what to do, we must have the courage to step forward, leading others into the will of God. What decisions are you wrestling with right now? Have you asked the Lord's guidance in making this decision? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from David, a man after God's own heart. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.